Joanne. I'm Lori. This is the Was It Good podcast. So welcome back. How's your day going, Joanne? Not bad. I'm just sitting down with my cup of tea, getting ready to do this. Yeah, I've got my Starbucks. I got a caramel macchiato. That's like my go-to drink. I have um, a nice little time frame right now with both kids sleeping. Doesn't happen very often, so. So we have fun. like an hour, and we're good to go. <laughs> jump into it then so that if we've got time now let's just let's just do it right sounds good yeah let's do it okay all right so this week's book was shiver by ali reynolds can i just say (laughs) this was her debut novel or her debut thriller and we need more we need more yes yes like, I guess, so, she's written a few, what was it, like, short short stories or yeah. things, but this was the first novel, and holy shit. <laughs> it, <laughs> so on edge the whole time, it was so good. I, I, based on, this is off of her website. Um, oh, crap, I don't know where it went. <laughs> Hold on. We are unprepared. <laughs> we are unprepared. Um... Yeah, this was her debut. She has some short things that were published in UK magazines in Australia, Sweden, and South Africa. Okay. Um, and this is her debut thriller novel. She used to be a top ten halfpipe snowboarder. In Which the UK. fucking showed. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's just awesome. Also, like, yeah, oh, damn, yeah. girl. <laughs> well, so, okay, so... I feel like, especially you and I, we get into these ruts where, like, all we read is thriller. All we read is, like, the same, the same thing pretty much over and over again. Like, we fall into these genres and then, like... We're big horror movie buffs, but really, like, the ghost story type things. Yeah. So we always try to call the ending, and I feel like I've seen so many at this point. We usually do. We're usually really good at it. This book... I, we had our ideas. We had our ideas, and we did make our predictions about a little less than halfway through. But even the prediction was... Okay, so, okay, okay, all right, we're getting way far ahead of ourselves. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I, I, I speed read the last, what, 50 pages of this book? 80. 80, 80 pages. pages. I... I have never talked that fast in my life, and I just had to get through it. Like, I don't know if any of you guys out there use Audible, but I listen to Audible a lot, and it was basically like listening to Audible when you <laughs> speed the speed up as much as you can go. At one point, Joy was like, "I don't even know if you're saying words." <laughs> but that, like, but that's how that's how good the book got. Like, I, yeah, I had to keep going. Down. We literally read it in two days. Yeah, as soon as you started it. Okay, all right. So let's let's start at the beginning, Joanne. We are jumping all right, Lori, way tell far. Tell them the ahead. premise of the book. Tell them the premise of the book. Okay, so it starts off with five people meeting up at a, a ski resort in the French Alps, um, and they all ten years ago they had all met each other and they were at the same resort for a snowboard competition. They were all at least, I think, pro-level snowboarders um, at the time, 10 years ago. 
So um, they all get this invitation through email to come and meet up because one of like the a for a reunion. Yeah, one of the people that used to be in their group ten years ago had disappeared, and it was never really like um, discovered what happened to her. Yeah. So sorry, I put my bracelets on. I don't know if you can hear the jingling. So, um, oh my god, this was such a trip for me. I'm like, I, we read it so fast, and I'm trying to go back and even just remember like the beginning so, details. All right, so. I liked it because it went back and forth from 10 years ago to present day. So 10 years ago, they were all in like their 20s. Yeah, like, like early 20s. 20s. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. All trying to rank in um, the top three snowboarders in the UK. Yeah, it was the British. And they, were, they spent the season training at this place in the French Alps. And um, it starts out with one of them was just pronounced dead after 10 years of, what's the word? <laughs> Uh, in absentia. They're dead in absentia. It means they never found the body. Like, so, they're just presumed a week, dead. A week after she's pronounced, you know, officially dead, they all receive this email saying, let's meet up for a reunion at the same resort that they were at. And then they all show up there. And I like it because it starts out quick. They show up and it's already like, no one's there. There's no staff. The, yeah, the, the lift, lift got them up there, but there's nobody in the booth. So exactly. they can't get back down. There's hot food in the kitchen, so they all think that the staff, you know, came up, dropped it, and left, but that's all the food. So, like, right off the bat, you're like, oh, this is weird. Well, and the nice thing, too, is that all of the characters were kind of like, wait, what the hell? Like, right. So then they all started comparing, they're like, well, why did you invite me here? And it was like, I didn't invite you here, why did you invite me here? So then, you know, that kind of turned into, like, well, who actually sponsored this event? You know, like... Yeah. So, um, and almost right off the bat, the main character, uh, whose name is M Mila? 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 We've been pronouncing it Mila. It's M-I-L-L-A. I know. I'm terrible. Allie Reynolds, if you're listening to this, please send us a message and let us know if we're saying that. <laughs> I'm really sorry if I'm not, but I'm saying Mila. Um, she, right off the bat, has this secret where it's like so of course it's immediately assumed that she killed the girl that died 10 years ago or like had some kind of hand in her death or so I mean so so my first thought is I'm like if you're introducing that this early on in the story because it was like chapter one it's kind of a red herring right so my initial thought was that okay she did something that led to this girl disappearing, and now she feels guilty about it, so she's been harboring this, like, oh, I killed this girl. Right. Um, uh, also, <laughs> she sets up her characters really quickly, but really well. Yeah, Whereas, I felt like I knew them. The last book that we read, I think the characters were introduced, but then they were a little bit shallow. Like, there wasn't a whole lot to the characters. This one, I thought it was pretty well done, where it was a quick introduction, but you sort of got the feel for every character quickly. Yeah. Which was good. So, Mila is this, I think currently she was, uh, she, she quit snowboarding ten years ago after everything went down. 
So, and then since then, she's been doing things like rock climbing instructor. I think they said at one point she was a bouncer at one point. She works in a gym as a personal trainer. So she's definitely that like full on tomboy athlete, extreme sport enthusiast, you know, type personality. I don't need no man. I don't need. Okay. And that, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That annoyed me a little bit. As the book went on and she got more and more like, I don't need anybody's help. And I was like, but you do clearly. Like everybody does. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> they were silly things. Like, <sighs> Well, she was so competitive. So the first night that they're all there, like they're all kind of like, this is weird. It's just us here, like no staff. But then they're like, whatever, let's eat and we'll, you know go to bed and figure out what's happening. So, like, right off the bat, they all start stacking furniture and, like, doing flips off of things. Like, they had a table yeah. and then a coffee table and then a chair, and they were all climbing up and jumping off of it to do, like, flips and stuff. And and she was, like, yeah, like, right on board. She's like, nobody can show me up. Like, if you do it, I have to do it, and I have to go bigger than you and that kind of thing, which, on the one hand, I definitely, I am a very competitive person. Never made it to any uh -huh. kind of pro-level, semi-pro-level in anything, but I don't like to lose. So in a way, I, I understand that drive. But I feel like that was, if, if there was one major character flaw, it, that was just pushed a little bit too hard for it me. It didn't really start to bother me too much until, like, midway to, to the end of the book it just got more okay. and more intense especially in the flashbacks when she was like younger it was like real intense and which like, does sort just, of make sense she was right in the prime of her sport and, i guess yeah but no but i know what you mean like the but, flashbacks again it was written really well oh yeah like no, it was written it super annoyed well. me but it was so like just i just loved her character development so the other character, well, actually, I kind of loved all of her characters. I think she did a really good job with all of them. But the character that we're all supposed to hate, Saskia, who is the girl who disappeared 10 years ago that they're all, like, up there to remember, she was... I hate her from the beginning. You, oh my, from the second she appears on the page, you hate her. But she's written perfectly. She's the kind of person that, I swear to God, everybody has one of these people, too, where no matter what they do, they're either good at it or they they win, whether by cheating or just being better than you. Like, she's the kind of person that you're never going to beat, even though you they're really want to. the kind of person to. you grow up with your mom telling you, they're going to, they'll mess up. It's okay. Just and then they never up. fucking do. They're going to mess up, and then they never fucking do. <laughs> you're like, God damn it. Like, she is one of the, she, it, she is an infuriating character because she's super manipulative, super, um. She's a sociopath. Yeah, she, she will do literally anything she can to play mind games or, like, t to mess you up. So almost immediately when they, okay, so the book bounces back and forth between telling the story from 10 years ago and telling the story from the present day. And it does it really well, because some books like this, I can't stand. They're way too cluttered, but this one does it really well. Um, 
So I don't know, Duane, should we just tell the story from 10 years ago and then kind of, instead of trying yeah. to bounce? Because I don't know how yeah. to... <laughs> no, I like that idea. Let's do that. Okay. Ah, also, wait. I'm sitting in my bathtub because we have fucking cicadas over here where I'm at. And all my windows are open and they are loud. Like, it sounds like there's constantly water running. So I almost just knocked over my shampoo bottle. Sorry. <laughs> if you hear a random clatter, it's a shampoo bottle. That's all right. We'll live. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So you start. Ten years ago. Go. Okay. So ten years ago, it follows Mila, who is the main character. She so shows up at this French resort, ski resort, for the um, the season to train. Her end goal is to place in the um, British Open the for snowboarding. I'm sorry, I don't remember what the competition's called. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So she shows up, ready to train and whatever, and she ends up meeting this cast of characters. So there's Saskia and Curtis, who are brother and sister. Then there's Brent, Dale, and I love Heather. Brent. Oh my god, Brent's my favorite. But... Brent, Dale, and Heather. Heather doesn't really snowboard. She works at the resort, and she ends up dating Dale. Um, and then from the beginning, Mila has this weird freaking obsession with Dale. Uh, I'm sorry, Curtis. Like, right off the bat, it's one of these just instant attractions. Like, she goes head over heels for this guy, but then realizes, okay, if I actually act on this, my snowboarding is going to suffer. Like, I don't want a relationship. I don't want to try to get into anything that's going to distract me from training. So I have to leave also, Curtis alone. I just want to remind everybody that we do spoilers. Oh, yes. So, this is going to be massive spoilers. Yes. So. Again, like last time, I will try to remember right, you know, before the end when we start saying what happens in the end. But heads up now. Fair game. There are spoilers. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to give a super fair warning this time, but... <laughs> so okay. I'm warning him now. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Anyways, so, yeah. So she decides I can't get involved with Curtis because it'll make me my training suffer. So instead she kind of has an on... Or, like, a very casual fling with Brent. Joanne is smiling really weirdly at me. What was that, Joanne? I just looked over and there was the creepiest smile. Just wondering if you're looking at me. Yes, I am. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god, your lunch looks good, by the way. Anyways, oh my god, we're being super spassy today. So. Yeah, well. Okay, so instead, she kind of starts this casual relationship with Brent. And they both go into it, well, at least Mila's pretty upfront about, like, this is casual, I don't want, like, a relationship, like, we'll hang out, we'll train together, sleep together, whatever, but nothing, like, that. that's it. And Brent's just a fucking chill dude, like, I love him. So, as the season goes on, oh, so the first night, uh, in the beginning of the, the season, they always have this, I think it's called the Le Rocher Open. Again, I butchered that French. Apologies. Um, so the night before, she goes out to the the local bar or whatever, and Saskia, what? You're telling me the four years of French that you took in high school didn't just master your, <laughs> you know, speaking of the French language? Surprisingly, no. I'm really upset. Shocker, but no. 
anyways, she goes out to the bar with with everybody. Like the whole group is there. And um, Saskia basically just plies her with vodka and gets her wasted. And this is where her competitive streak comes in because, she, like, Saskia was drinking water shots, but Mila didn't know oh, that. they were all drinking water shots. Yeah, Saskia kept buying everybody water shots, but she was giving Mila vodka. But And so this is where Mila's competitive streak starts to really show itself because it was like, well, if they're going to do another one, I have to. Like, I can't be shown up. So she just gets plastered and then surprisingly bombs the open the next day. Like, doesn't even place. Like, just does, you know, terribly. And so that's kind of her first indication that, okay, this girl is pretty underhanded. But in the grand scheme of things, it is a relatively harmless um, prank, right? Like, it, it's not terrible. So she's like, okay, from that point on, I just have to sort of be more careful. So as the season goes on, Saskia just keeps pulling more and more of these little stunts. And it's not just on Mila either, right? Like, there's some French guy that's there that she just uses left and right and strings him along all season. And um, even uh, Brent, I guess, had known Curtis and Saskia before this time period and he warned Mila too he was like look she is really underhanded like just ignore her work on your craft don't worry about what she's doing which Mila ignores because that's how it is um so then at one point I like, don't need no advice from any man right and that's where again like I I'm competitive I get it but I'm like I just never went to that place like I I never so, I mean, okay, so at one point, Saskia um, pushes Mila's snowboard into a crevice. I guess, uh, so where they're snowboarding in the Alps, there's, like, the snow line, and then there's the glacier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, above, above the snow line, I guess, I don't know anything about the French Alps. Love to go there someday. Don't really know uh, that much about the French that. Alps, but... Um, it's on my list. But up on the glacier, apparently these, like, crevices will just open up and... Wait, where did we go? Where did we go? <laughs> where did we go in Germany? The Zugspit? The Zugspit. Yeah, yeah. we went to the Zugspit, but that's not in the Alps. That's just a mountain no, range. I know, I just, oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, wrong country, Shosh. <laughs> I know it's the wrong country. Just brought memories back, okay? Yeah, that was a good trip. That was a really good time. So anyways, so so Saskia pushes her board, and Saskia and Curtis are very rich. They come from a rich family, you know, and Mila doesn't. So it's just like little underhanded, dirty little tricks like that where that could have really crippled her. Like, you know, of course, Curtis buys her a new snowboard and, you know, apologizes for his sister, but... She also loved that board. Yeah. Like, she talks about it from the beginning, how it, like, changed how she rode, and you know all these things so Saskia doing that not only was like oh quick side quest a bitchy move Curtis and Saskia the whole time you ever see the movie Cruel Intentions no dude have you Every seen, time you ask have me you seen, seen anything, anything? <laughs> Cruel Intentions was a movie I think in like 1999 or so, like late late 90s I don't remember the exact time but it's about a stepbrother and sister who are, like, super rich and super bored. 
So they pretty much just come up with bets for each other, and they always involve with, like, playing with other people. Um, so in the movie, she the, the stepsister bets the stepbrother that he can't sleep with the headmaster's daughter before school starts. Or something like that. But then, every like, of course, spoiler for that movie, he actually starts to fall for her. And doesn't want to, like, play the game anymore, so the longer that goes on, like, the stepsister just keeps fucking with her and him and, like, throwing up roadblocks. That is very similar to how Curtis and Saskia were, I think. Except for Curtis wasn't deceitful. Like, I think he really was a good person, but Saskia was just awful and he kept trying to protect her. Yeah. Like, he had a very strong sibling bond with her. Yeah, honestly, in the beginning, one of my working theories was a little Game of Thrones action going on. Oh, no! <laughs> you did say that! Maybe that they were, like, step-siblings and we didn't know it, or they were just mm. into doing a sibling? I don't know, <laughs> but I <laughs> I kind of got that feeling in the beginning. It wore off quickly, but... Oh, you know what? That's funny. Now that you mentioned that, I did make a note here. A, a quote from the book when they were describing Curtis, it said that he was the Superman of the British snowboarding and Saskia was his kryptonite. So that was a little yes, bit of a weird way to describe brother and sister, I guess. Like, Yeah. But, but it really did just turn into, like, he just had a really strong familial bond with her. Like, yeah. he was her big mm -hmm. brother. But he had zero delusions about how fucked up she was either, though. He knew right. that she was a terrible person and that she played these games and that she pretty much wouldn't stop until she won. And he warned people off from her. And so he warned, especially her. Mila, because from the beginning, he's attracted to Mila, too. There's definitely that mutual attraction. And, um, and so he warns Mila a bunch of times where he's like, it's not worth it. Just walk away. And Mila's like, nope, like, why should I walk away? Which also, I kind of understand that to a point too. So, okay. So now it's kind of getting into the competition more, or I'm sorry, into the season. Saskia's still ranked above Mila. But Mila's working really hard. She's actually getting some good training in. They're, this whole group is getting much closer. They train together every day. A couple of them live together and that sort of thing. Um, and then, okay, so at this point, do we want to just spoil the ending so that we can sort of talk about... <laughs> yeah, we can, yeah. Okay, spoilers. Okay, so. By the end of the season... Everybody was pretty much done with this girl's bullshit, okay? Everybody was just annoyed with her and just sick of her games. It wasn't just her bullshit, though. She played dangerous games. Like, she um, she did undid the screws in Mila's bindings and in, um, well, it was never for sure, but they think in um, Brent's bindings as well, so that when they went down and tried to, sorry, that was my fork. When they tried to do a trick, their foot came out, and they got hurt. Well, and it's things like right. they were just regular snowboarders, or, like, just bombing a hill. Uh, it might not have been as bad, but, like, these guys are, like, practicing in the pipe every day, and they're going off jumps. 
So yeah, to have a loose binding or to have your board messed with could have actually like legitimately hurt. Oh, and she does then, hurt yeah, somebody. I was, I was just gonna say the handkerchief. Yeah. So one of the some yeah. other kind of random girl that's been around all season that. Oh my god! What's her name? Jacinta. Jacinta. I love that name. She she had been around all season. She kind of was. She sort had of a thing with Curtis. Curtis. They were sort of dating, whatever, casually. And Saskia didn't like it. Saskia didn't like it. So one of the times that Jacinta was in the pipe doing a routine, Saskia threw something into the pipe, which distracted Jacinta enough that she messed up the flip that she was doing, came down on the lip of the pipe, and, like, shattered her femur. Like... Oh, was she the femur? Yeah, it was the femur. Something. She was the one that shattered her femurs. Or I, just whatever. But then, so, so Mila... Then Mila went up to her and was like, I saw you throw something... And then Saskia pulled out Mila's glasses, glasses cloth, and was like, "All I see is your stuff here." So she not only she shattered this girl's she leg. She not only had no remorse for shattering someone's bone. She had a plan to blackmail Mila had she said anything. So like, she was just straight up sociopath. Not Crazy like motherfucker. just like harmless pranks or oh my god she's just so annoying. No, this was like straight up she's gonna kill someone. And Curtis knew it. Like and Curtis the knew whole it. Yep. time. Like I just I kept. If you kept watching him, he was constantly pulling Saskia aside and talking to her and trying to scold her. Like you could tell that he was trying to rein her in and he just couldn't. So the best he could really do was warn other people, but again, Mila was a little bit of that bullheaded, like, you cannot tell me what to do, and if you do tell me what to do, I'm gonna do it anyways, just to spite you. <laughs> so, it's that kind of thing all season that she just, the level of, quote, pranks that were happening kept escalating, and to these, to the point where people were getting hurt. So then, also throughout the season, um, there was another girl there training named Odette. And at some point, her and Saskia had secretly started dating. But it was pretty obvious to everybody but Odette that Saskia was not as into the relationship as Odette was. Saskia uses people. Yeah, Saskia's a straight-up user. And Odette was so sweet. She was so sweet. Odette? Yeah. Yeah, she's she was. so nice. And you know from the beginning of the book that she's paralyzed. Oh, yeah. From the very beginning of the book, Odette is a paraplegic. Not even just paralyzed. She was... That nobody's seen in years. Ten years, yeah. Nobody's really kept in touch, but that all we know that she was injured during this competition. We just didn't know right how. Right before Saskia went missing. And we just don't know how. So all the whole book, me and Lori are like... Oh, God, is it going to happen now? Because she was so sweet. She was such a, a nice character. Like, she was a legitimately good person. She yeah. was offering Mila all kinds of advice. When in that in that setting, you don't always trust your competitors. Like, they might be giving you bad advice so that you're not getting better. Or, you know, like, what. and she, like, wasn't doing that. She was just legitimately nice and sweet and, like, wanted to help out and was just a good friend. Like, they would go and hang out at the bar and whatever. And, like, she was just... She was so cute. So then, yeah, the whole time I was like, but I know you get horrifically injured, and I'm so sad about that. <laughs> like, just waiting for it to happen. So, um... Okay, so then 
the whole season, like I said, everything kept escalating. Everything kept getting... Tensions kept getting higher and higher. Okay? <clears throat> and then the day of the Brits, the British Open, whatever, which is what Mila had been training all season for, because if she could place in that competition... Top three. Then it, right, if she could get top three, then she would get sponsors. She could, like, go pro. It would really have launched her into the sport. So... That was her whole motivation. So the night before the Brits, she they all go out to the bar again. She is much smarter and has not accepted drinks from Saskia since the beginning. Um, and she's not drinking... Like, nobody... I don't think anybody was drinking that night. They or, were drinking Orangina. Yeah, is that like soda? the fuck is Orangina? I think orangina? it's orange soda. I've never I liked it's, it's, orange I soda. I think it's the non-American orange soda. <laughs> Jake Peralta drinks in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Ah! yes. And Amy makes fun of him for it. No, 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 no. Amy drinks it. Jake doesn't like it. Okay, that actually makes more sense. Okay, anyways, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. So they go out. They're all drinking, whatever. Um, Odette and Saskia get into some kind of fight that Mila can't hear, and then Odette storms off. And then Heather and Saskia get into some slap fight, and Heather gets dragged out of the bar by the bouncer. Oh, no, 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 the boys intervene. The boys all get dragged out by the bouncers, and Heather gets fired. So Saskia is the only one left, and she's like, haha, I win. Like, even though she clearly started all of these fights, she um, was the only one left. And now, here's the other not thing. Not only, also, not only did she start these fights, she got, Curtis wasn't able to compete after because he hurt his shoulder. Oh, yeah. He already hurt his shoulder, and he hurt it again throwing a punch. And Dale, um, did something. His knee? Yeah, Dale had messed his knee up. He did something during the fight, so he was no longer in the competition. So that knocked two of them out of the competition. And she wasn't yep. even competing with them. That's the fucked up part about her, too, is like... They had nothing to do with her competition. And I don't know that that was necessarily her goal to get them kicked out. She just had no remorse. She just didn't care. She just didn't care, though. That's like, that's, yeah. She just didn't care. So, so that all happens. They all leave. And now here's the part that bothered me about Mila. Is instead of Mila, like, going to check on Odette, who is legitimately her friend, or just leaving and being like, well, F you... She decides, I'm going to stay and party with Saskia for the rest of the night to try to play mind games with her. And I was like, okay. But you can't go up against a sociopath. You're not going to win. No, you're really not. This is like a Sherlock and Moriarty situation, and she was not Sherlock. So you probably, you don't understand that reference at all, do you? I do a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, I'm much more of a nerd than you. Um, so anyways, they stay until the club gets shut down, and then they go home, and then... They go to Saskia's. No, they go to, uh, Mila's place. They go to Mila's together. place. She, like, invites her in, and she's like, haha, I'm gonna play these games with her, and I'm gonna get inside her head, or whatever. <laughs> For some reason, she decides it would... They play gay chicken, basically. <laughs> If anybody watches Scrubs, yeah, knows that reference. There's a lot of TV shows in this episode. Yeah, they, she, like Saskia, initiates this whole thing, and Mila's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna back down from this challenge." So they end up sleeping together, which is just so weird. 
Which I, I don't know if it was... It, it's, it's weird because it just kind of went against Mila's character. Well, that's the part... Remember, Mila, like, is weirdly attracted to a lot of people. <laughs> like, she kissed Dale at one point. Like, she oh, she did kiss Dale. To, she, she seems to, like... Once she's put in a situation where sexy times could happen, she <laughs> has no ability to say no. <laughs> where sexy times could happen? I don't know how else to put it. It's true, though. Like she, It's like, as soon as something gets a little steamy, she's like, all right, I'm in this, let's go. And, but, in, but in her head, because you're in her head in the book, she's like... <clears throat> doesn't want to do it but can't stop herself. I don't know. It no, just like... I think it's supposed to be. She blames it multiple times on, like, the adrenaline rushes that athletes get. So, it, I think it's supposed to be a mixture of, like, they're young. They're all early 20s. Yeah, they're all attractive. They're all they're athletes. All I mean... athletes. They're all extreme athletes. I mean, that sport is pretty intense. And so she, ke- like, she, she kind of just keeps going on with this whole, like, Young people are put in the same place for this many months out of the year, and you're training together. Like shit happens, I guess. I mean, but it is yeah, weird that, because that is like, true. this whole time she's had this casual fling with Brent, where she's been sleeping with him, and then yeah, Dale. She but ends she's up obsessed with Curtis. But she's obsessed Curtis. with Kurt. Like the whole time, she has this huge thing for Curtis that she's like, I just can't act on it. Curtis very clearly has a thing for her too, but respects the boundaries and like. Knows that she's right. with Brent, so he doesn't do anything about it either. Oh, Brent. I love Brent. So anyways, she ends up sleeping with Saskia to try to play with her head, even though it ends up, I think, messing with her, with Mila's head more. Mila's head more, yeah. So then the next morning, um, Brent comes knocking on her door because they were going to go up the mountain together, and of course Saskia's there naked, so Brent's like, cool, I'm out, and like gets all... Well, she had she had broken up with Brent like two days before this. Yeah, she had broken up with him. Because he told her... See, this is, again, back to Mila's character. He told her to not try and move called a crippler because she wasn't ready and she was going too big and she was going to get hurt. And then Mila's like, you can't tell me what to do. If you tell me to go lighter, I'm just going to go bigger. And then broke up with him because she didn't meet no man. I do like it. I like it. At one point, he was like, you're breaking up with me because I care about you. And she was like, yup. Yup. And then, um, oh, I forgot my train of thought. But yeah, basically that. Oh, so then they they kind of like made up at the bar. She bought him a drink and was like, hey, you knew I never really wanted anything serious. And he was like, yeah, okay, let's ride up together. So that's why he showed up there. But they had already broken up. Yeah, okay, so whatever. So he walks in and sees that they had slept together and got mad. So he goes storming off. So then instead of like following him, Mila hands Saskia a cup of coffee. They like have their morning coffee together, whatever. And then... She goes out to the competition. So then at the competition, pretty much nobody shows up. Like, Odette and Mila are there. Yeah. But Brent is, Brent is missing. Saskia is missing. Dale Curtis was missing. Oh, Dale was in the hospital because of his knee. Curtis was out of the competition. He was there, but he wasn't... He, he wasn't competing because of his compete. shoulder or whatever. So... Odette is worried because she's like, where's Saskia? Like, she's in this comp and she's not and here. And Heather was gone. And Heather was gone, too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So Odette gets all worried, and she's like, where is Saskia? And Mila's like, I don't know. Because at that point, Mila... No, I'm sorry. Saskia and Odette were still together. So they straight up cheated on Odette. Oh, yeah. But before they... Before they... 
hooked up. Um, they had had a fight. He was like, oh, I don't care about Odette, and gave Mila the bracelet oh, that Odette yeah. had given her. Yeah. But they had, but so they still was, had broken up. Very, they made it very clear at that moment that Saskia really was just messing with Odette's head and wanted nothing. Yeah, nothing didn't actually her. want her. But, but Mila still Mila still felt bad though because they weren't broken up, so that was she did te- technically cheat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, like Odette keeps asking her where Saskia is, and Heather's or I'm sorry, Mila's like, I don't know. I'll tell you after your run. So then Odette goes to do her pipe run, wipes out, ends up breaking her neck, and that's what paralyzes her. But Mila had told Odette that she was going to try this move called a crippler before Odette's run. So now Mila feels like she got her head and she caused her to go too big. and Yeah, she feels responsible for her injury. So that all happens. Mila drops out of the competition to go to hospital with her. Like, pretty much the whole thing just fell apart. Like, massively fell apart. Okay. After months of training. So now let's jump ahead to present day, where they're all stuck up at the ski resort. Like, right? So they all kind of got lured here to figure out what really happened. Okay? Right. Turns out... Curtis has never really accepted the fact that his sister is dead because he's like, I know her and I wouldn't put it past her to have disappeared and just to be messing with us and to actually have her be alive. Which was, I, that was a constant theme. Was that, is she really dead or is she not? In a lot of books that I've read, it's like, okay, like, I don't know. This one was just done so well where I was like. really well. And not only, not only that, they never found a body. Well, right. So his family couldn't grieve and they couldn't accept it. And for a couple months after she died, apparently there was credit card charges on her credit That's card. That's right. For like a couple so of months. His, him and his mom were like, she's not dead. Like, just she's not dead. They're not accepting it. So Curtis was actually the one that sent out all of these invitations saying, hey, come meet me up at the resort and we'll, we'll um, have a reunion. He basically wanted to get everybody drunk and hanging out together and see what stories came out. Which it's been ten years. Not you know, a terrible idea. <laughs> not a terrible idea. But then, of course, you know his plan got hijacked, and there actually was somebody kind of keeping them there on purpose. Like they get there, and all of their phones disappear. Like so, now they can't call anybody. Like all the phones and in the resort disappear. Like they can't get a hold of anybody, anyway. And they keep smelling Saskia's perfume. They keep smelling her perfume. Everybody's like, and I thought I saw somebody. And there's it's... hair, a clump of hair under Curtis's pillow. Yeah, like all these weird things keep happening, which is awesome. Really, really, really well done. I think the setup was good. I think the atmosphere was done really well. Oh, yeah, it was creepy. So, oh, gosh. All right, so... Finally, they all walk up to this other place to see if there's maybe a radio, which of course there's not. But by the time they come back, they Mila decides, hey, I haven't snowboarded in ten fucking years, but I'm going to try to do a backflip off of this freaking jump that's been here for years. <laughs> Shocker. She hurts her knee Buster really knee. badly. Like, horribly. A, knee, a previous injury. So now, not only are they stuck up here with a potential killer on the loose, but now she's half crippled. Mm-hmm. So by the time they get back down to the lodge, Dale is missing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Dale is missing. 
Heather is freaking the hell out. She's married to Dale. Yeah, her and Dale had ended up getting married at some point after that, or before that. So, um, oh god, my train of thought just derailed again. Oh, okay, so Dale disappeared. They can't find him. Heather's freaking out. Brent is drinking a lot. Like, he, he just keeps getting going to the bar and getting bottles of, like, whatever's there. Um, and then Curtis and Mila are the ones that are kind of trying to hold it all together and get stuff figured out. So, they finally... It, okay, let's just... It all comes to a head when they find this control room that has uh, monitors. So, they've noticed that, okay, somebody's been watching us. So on one of the monitors, they see a figure out in the snow. So they go outside to try to, like, figure it out. And they see that Dale has fallen down a crevice. Crevasse. A crevasse. But he hadn't, it wasn't like he had just wandered out and fallen. There was a very clear trap set that he had fallen into. Like, somebody had purposely covered. snow bridge. Yeah, had purposely covered it so that you wouldn't see it. So he fell to his death. So they find his body. And they're like, well, shit. And then they all go back inside. <laughs> and then they're sitting there trying to figure out what to do. And then Brent starts confessing something. And then they notice that Heather is missing. And they they find her on the monitor. And she's outside being held at gunpoint by somebody that looks suspiciously like Saskia. White blonde hair. Like long white blonde hair, whatever. So everyone's like, so now Dale is, no, Jesus Curtis is freaking out because he's like, I told you, my sister's alive. And Brent is like, bro, she's not alive because I killed her. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Which is so sad because through the whole book, we absolutely love Brent. Everything about Brent. But... He was just a legit good dude. Like, yeah. he was very respectful. Even when Mila was kind of a bitch to him, like, back when they were dating ten years ago, he was still, like, respectful and nice and just a good guy. Like, I, a good guy. I really liked him. So anyways, yeah, so he's like, I killed her. And then Dale's like, why do I keep saying Dale? Dale is dead. Curtis! <laughs> Curtis is like, Keep talking, like, what, what do you mean? Like, what the hell? Because remember from the beginning, Mila had also essentially let on that she killed Saskia. Right. So, now it's like, so, so... The Brent, story comes out now. Yeah, this whole story comes out. I wrote it all down because, you ever see or hear or read the book Murder on the Orient Express, Joanne? Yes, that one. Oh, yes. we got one! Got one. You know the ending of that book? Yeah. This was kind of like that. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. If you haven't read it, it's a fucking classic. Go read it. It's so good. Anyways, yeah. here's what had happened ten years ago. The morning that they woke up of the, of the competition, and after Brent storms off, Mila, who had been having trouble falling asleep at night, so had gotten prescription sleeping medication, crushed up four sleeping pills and put it in Saskia's coffee. So Saskia was pretty flippin' drowsy, okay? So then Saskia went, left Mila's place to go and change at her place, and she ran across Brent in the road. They got into a fight because Brent was like, what the hell, man? Like, why are you like this? So they got into a scuffle, and he pushed her, and 
It was winter in the French Alps. Well, I don't think away right like he just he shoved her but she was standing on black ice so she falls and cracks her head here's where good guy fucking brent comes back in though because he freaks out brings her into her house that she shares with heather and is like we need to call an ambulance like Mm -hmm. she's still breathing i knocked her over like we need to get her help heather decides he doesn't have a cell phone so he ran back outside to go find a phone Right, well, yeah, Heather says, no, we shouldn't do this because you're going to go to jail. And Brent's like, it's fine, like, she, she needs help. Like, we'll figure it out later. So he goes back out to get a cell phone or something to call for help. <laughs> when he comes back in, Heather has a pillow over Saskia's face and is smothering her. <laughs> because, you know, she had been causing problems between Heather and Dale, and then they got in that fight last night, and she was like, well, she's mostly dead so let's just finish the job so then when brent comes back in heather essentially blackmails brent and she was like you started this you're gonna go down for her murder if you don't help me get rid of her like you have to help so brent is freaking out and he's like okay so they shove saskia into her snowboarding bag like one of those massive ones that you can like fit a board in you know so they shove saskia into the snowboarding bag and take her up the lift onto the glacier. <laughs> Excuse me. They take her up the lift. But before they can, like, I don't... I, I guess they were planning on dropping her into a crevice or something? They were going to drop her into a crevice, yeah. But before they could, Curtis ran over to them. And, and he was, was like, like, hey guys, have you seen Saskia? I can't find her anywhere. And they're like, so, uh, we'll help so they look. they decided to go and help him, quote-unquote, look for Saskia. And then so they all kind of they all kind of run in got, different directions. Curtis was at this point. Curtis is mad at Saskia because of all the crap that she's pulled. Yeah. He really likes Mila, so he wanted to get back at her, <laughs> and he notices her snowboard bag laying in the snow. So to get back for, at her, knowing that she had once pushed Mila's board into a crevice, he went and pushed <laughs> the snowboard bag into a crevice. <laughs> so if she wasn't dead from getting hit in the head. Drugged, drugged first. She's definitely dead now. (laughs) She's gone now. So literally, everybody, everybody kind of had a hand in killing her. And while all of these confessions are flying, they're watching this Saskia-like person come walking towards them on the monitors. Yeah, so they're like, holy crap, like, did she actually survive? And she's just been hiding out this whole time? Like, what? Which, at this point, <laughs> What's I honestly, viable... wasn't sure. Yeah, I would have really bought it. Know. If Saskia walked through the door, I would have been like, okay, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> but instead, who walked through the door, Shosh? Odette! Yeah, fucking Odette. Which you and I called in the middle of the book. So we did. Sarcastically. Sarcastically. One person that can't walk. Like, imagine if it's her somehow, but then we're like, no, it's probably. Whoever else. We had all these other ideas. And then it ended up being Saskia. Oh my god, I'm so bad at names. It ended up being Odette because Odette loved her and she she knew that one of them killed her, but she didn't know which one. So her plan was basically the same as Curtis. Let's get everybody together and figure it out. But she wasn't expecting that all three of them. Yeah, she was like, what the hell, guys? (laughs) Or all four of them really had a hand in it. Well, so she ended up killing 
Dale and Heather in cold blood because they were the ones who stole Saskia's credit card after she had right. disappeared. Right. So Odette basically went on like a Kill Bill mission where she's like, I'm going to get better, I'm going to walk again, and then I'm going to figure out what happened to my girlfriend. So she kills Heather and Dale once she figures out that they're the ones that stole her credit card and was stealing from her. Right. And then the other three, I don't really actually know what her... Did, did she ever say what her actual plan was? Her plan was to walk them out into a crevice because their bodies wouldn't be found. That's and right. if they were, they wouldn't have bullet holes in them. That's right, because so, she became a biathlete. walking outside... Biathlete? Brent. How do I say that? What? I said that, weird, that word really weird. So as they're walking outside towards the crevice that she was going to push them into, Brent decides he's going to make a run for it so that they, it gives Mila and Curtis time to get away and get help. <sighs> and of course, Odette notices and chases after Brent. And then you hear a bunch and of gunshots. And our like, little Brenty boy. Our little Brent's. Oh, I love him. That was so sweet up until the end of his life. He just wanted to protect Mila, and he did. Well, he even says that. He was like, I really did care about you. And he's like, I've never really stopped caring about you. Like, I'm sorry everything went down the way it did. And then he, like, draws the killer away, and fucking Mila's like, you know, I really liked Brent, too. And I was like, why didn't you do something about it then? He was so sweet. So, um... So she... So, and then, so it's... So she, Odette chases after Brent and kills him. And then, while Curtis and Mila are trying to get away, Odette decides to trigger an avalanche. Well, no, because remember... And literally... And, <laughs> can we just talk about... This is literally the last 40 pages of the book that we're Not even. Right At this now. point, we were down to, like, 15 pages shows. It was so intense. I'm still worked up. <laughs> it was crazy. I was sitting in my car reading this to you because... I had come back from a doctor's appointment, and I was like, we just need to finish this book. And I was, like, yeah. yelling. Oh, my God. <laughs> At one point, this I was reading. woman was sitting in the car. <laughs> I was reading in the doctor's office parking lot, and I didn't realize there was a person next to me. And I read very animated. Like, I use my hands when I read. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm animated about it. So I looked over at one point, and this woman was looking at me. <laughs> It was really, I was, I was a little embarrassed. It was so oh. hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, so Mila's knee is all still messed up. So she tells Curtis, you go ahead of me. You can snowboard faster. I'll, I'll stay here and hide. You go get help. And then, you know, whatever. So yeah, so Curtis heads down the mountain. She throws a fucking flashbang or something and triggers an avalanche. Which so buries Curtis gets tumbled in that. Curtis. So now it's just Mila and Odette. They have this showdown. And basically, Mila... Mila wins basically by telling Odette she still has the bracelet. She still has the bracelet that says, Saskia gave. Yeah. The night that I slept with her, she gave this to me and said you mean nothing to her. And Odette was kind of like... Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Because before, like, she was like, I don't want to hear it. Like, you're just saying that, whatever. And that really drove home the point that, no, Odette, like, she really didn't love you. And yeah. then Odette kind of, I think she, so she kind of took a moment and stopped and realized, so I've killed, what, four people now? Five yeah. people, something like that? She was like, whoops. So she takes a running header off of a fucking cliff yep. into the abyss? <laughs> yep. 
So then we're down to just Mila and Curtis. But, but and that's what really <laughs> threw me. I was like, wait, what? Like, Odette stands there and, like, you can see it sink in that she was like, oh, my God, like, I got played. And then I based my entire, the rest of my life on, like, revenge and this one woman that I thought was, like, the love of my life. And then as soon as it sinks in, she literally flings herself off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> what? So then, yeah, everybody, okay, so then I guess one of the things you need to know about skiing in... Probably, I'm, I'm assuming, the Alps, but, like, any big mountain range. Like, if you're a uh, big... Indus anywhere there could be avalanches. Yeah, Sorry. anywhere there that oh. could be avalanches, I guess, you wear transmitters so that if you do get buried in an avalanche, they can find you or at least have a better chance of finding you. So Curtis, of course, had one on him. And she goes and finds him, and then it's, like, nine months later, and they're running a ski resort to, or a, a, a training camp together, and... They're happy. They finally got yep, together. Happy together. They're, neither one is competing anymore, but they run this like school together. And then they, <laughs> two of their girls that are training under them, uh, Mila sees them kind of like fuck with each other's boards. Okay. And they're both just kind of like, oh, remind you of anyone? And I was like, guys, this ended in multiple deaths. Like, <laughs> it's not just like a harmless thing. No. The best part is the very, very end is <gasps> Mila's last thought, I win. Yes! <laughs> so is she any better than Saskia? Okay, so that's, okay, so this is the part that I really wanted to talk to you about, okay? So yeah, her last, literally her last thought is... I win. Because, again, so, like, the glacier, it could take decades for these bodies to even come down. Like, you don't know how long it's going to take to recover bodies from glaciers, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, her last thought is, is, I, I won. Like, I win. Which is a really fucked up thought. Like, even though all of this happened and, like, whatever, like, that's pretty messed up. So... The one thing that I really appreciate about this book, whenever you read books like this, like pretty much any book, whatever, whoever the main character is, they sort of just get an automatic good guy pass, right? Yeah. Like, like, think about it. Like, they're, you are rooting for them because you're looking at it through their point of view, so they're just kind of automatically the good guys. Okay. The longer this book went on with looking at it through Mila's point of view, because in the past and the present, it was all through her point of view, she got less and less relatable, and her and Saskia became more and more and more similar. And we hate yeah. Saskia. But the longer it went on, the more I was like, I feel sort of betrayed by Mila, where I'm like, I'm rooting for you, but what really makes you different than Saskia? The only difference right. is that I think Mila really did was, like, she had remorse. Like She had remorse. She definitely went too far, but she knew when she was going too far, and she felt bad about stuff. Like Right. Yep. But that's, like, the only difference. Otherwise, yeah. and when it came to her and Saskia, there was no stopping either one of them. Like, they did this whole avalanche drill, and Saskia straight up buried Mila, and then, like, covered her in snow, and then walked away and was like, nobody's over here, which would have killed her. But yeah. then when they were snowboarding down some double black diamond run, 
Mila tried to barrel into her and push her off of a cliff. So I'm like, they both legitimately... The only difference is that Mila only really went that far with Saskia. Yeah. Which is the only... She really only went that far after being pushed that far. Yeah, but still, like, you could tell there was that same level of, like, killer instinct... Yeah. And it was a little bit of a betrayal of the main also, character. I absolutely love that the song that, that Saskia loved was The Killers. The Killers, somebody told me. Fantastic song. Fantastic song and fantastic little, like... Yeah. So it, just, it just fit. Good little Easter egg. But um, I don't know, man. It was... We're, we're, we're running, overall, running down okay, on time so, here. So, so, scale of one to five. I, How many stars? I'm gonna say like four and a half. I'd say five. It was it was good, and the fact that she, Allie Reynolds is or was a snowboarder. Oh, it, it totally was came through. Literally, it, it reminded me of the old video game 1080. What was that Sega or something? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what 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 it was. I think it was on 64, and I love <laughs> that game. It was fantastic, but, like, so she went into a really, I think she struck a good balance between, like, like, describing what all of these jumps and flips and moves were called, and going into, like, um, the dynamics of snowboarding, so it wasn't so much that it was like, okay, this isn't a snowboarding, like, manual, right? But at the same time, she put in a really nice amount of details. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you definitely, you felt like you knew what was going on, even though, like... Look, I, I snowboarded in, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 <laughs> yeah. grades in ski club, and that's about it. Ski I club. went off one jump with my brother once, locked my knees, and came down on did my Did you go off of the jump, neck. or did he push you onto the jump? Because I distinctly no, remember you being no, pushed actually, onto the jump. Actually, funny story, I did not even think of this. I did it because he was going off jumps, and I was like, I can do that. Uh, and I did it, and I locked my knees, and I sprained my neck, oh, and I have fuck. not been on a snowboard since. So, I have zero knowledge of the air <laughs> snowboarding, but I feel like I do now that I read this book. <laughs> I forgot you hurt your neck. I forgot about I don't know. Oh, yeah. Where was I? I? Why were you guys... Was I on the same run as you that day? It doesn't matter. Whatever. You weren't there that day. No, it was just me and him. Okay. I must... Well, all right. I think you were living in Washington at the time. Oh, did I already move? Because it was just us. Oh. Yeah. Fine, jerks. Sorry. <laughs> and honestly, I highly, anyway, highly yeah, recommend she... this book. The chapters are nice and short too, which is kind of nice yeah. because if you only want to read for a couple of minutes, I like personally, I hate stopping in the middle of a chapter. Yeah. But when the chapters are like fifty pages, or yeah, like fifty pages, it makes it hard to sit and read. Whereas so these ones, it moves really quick. All of the characters I thought were really well developed. There are. So many details that we left out that were just so good. Like, I know we yeah. kind of gave you the ending and it was spoiled, but I would still recommend reading it, even knowing the yeah, ending. Because there's still, like, it, it's obviously done so much better than us just talking about it. But well, yes. I highly, highly recommend this book. And like I said in the beginning, this is her debut novel. She I am so excited I'm for more so of her. I'm so excited to see what else that she comes out with because this was so good. Yeah. So I'm, many twists. I'm really excited like, for more of hers. Yeah. Because, yeah, so. she was she was really... We, we started this and, like, you know, you have two little kids. Yeah. My kids are older, but they got, they have sports and stuff, like... 
So normally we'll take about a week to read a book. We sped through this as fast as we possibly could just because it was it was so hard to stop reading it. The only book that we read faster was one of Charlie Donnelly's when it was we read it in a day. Oh, we read it in and one day. We forced we forced one of Lori's daughters to continue reading to us when Lori <laughs> had to go somewhere, so she was driving, so her teenage daughter was reading to us. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> enjoy it. I was it. home. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't with them. Yeah, but highly, highly recommend. Really good, guys. Yeah. It was really... Seriously. It made my heart rate go up, which doesn't take much, yeah. granted. I've got blood pressure issues, but this one raised my blood pressure the last couple chapters. I was, like, yelling, trying to figure out yeah. what was happening. She was really good at cliffhangers. Yeah. Like, some cliffhangers she, are I just annoying. Liked, she I was perfect. she wrote, too. Like, she didn't write in, like, short... You know how some people write in, like, short, staccato-type sentences? Yeah, no. Like, this is not how somebody talks. Like, she just wrote so well. Yeah, very smooth. Good dialogue. I really liked it. Good characters. I was, yeah, really happy. Yeah. So this one is a... I really hope... Absolute recommend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really hope you guys pick it up, read it, enjoy it, let us know. Yeah, let yeah. us know what you think. Jump over to our Instagram. We have that all set up now. Just the uh, Was It Good podcast on Instagram. So yep. feel free to come let come, us know. You can, you can uh, check out what we're going to read next. Yeah. And do if you, you have, have any... any suggestions, you can always send us a message. Do you have any suggestions? Me? Yeah. Uh, Charlie Donnelly is coming out with a new one in August. Dude, we're in June. Yeah, well, I already know about it, and I'm already excited. Okay, but we can't read... So we're just not going to do another one until August? No, we'll have another one. Do you have any suggestions? I don't know. I'm reading, like, five other books right now. Well, we'll pick one of those, then. But I'm already, like, halfway into all of them. All right, then we'll have to find a new one. I guess we'll have to go to the bookstore. I guess so. Damn. <sighs> all right. <laughs> That's us, guys. We are out for another week or so. Hope you Hope enjoyed you it. Enjoyed. And uh, listen and let us know what you think. Bye. Bye.